Welcome back to the Anime Summon Newscast. It's your favorite host, the most Sam. <sighs> the bomb. It's February 27th. I can't believe it's already while well, I'm recording this time. When you listen to this, it'll be the last day of February. I can't believe we're already in March already. It's kind of crazy. And it's already starting to warm up a little bit here. I don't know what the next, you know, like 10 days look like, but the next like five or so days look like it's going to be. Uh, decently warm outside, not like, you know, well, warm to me might be different to, you know, maybe Ed, one of our mods, Ed, but, you know, like, um, in the 30s, and that's pretty warm for me. So, yeah, dude, it was just crazy, because last week was, like, the lowest February had for us, and we had no heat, dude. I don't know if you heard me bitching about it, or saw me bitching about it in the discord but we had no heat y'all and we had like five or six tacks come out here in the span of like two weeks we had no heat for two weeks we had like intermittent heat i would say um and then one full week like with with just no heat because like sometimes when the tacks would come in they would like do a temporary fix and make it go on go warm again you know but then they would immediately just start blowing cold air again and it was shitty it was really cold and then we finally get it fixed, and like the then only for a few days it's cold and it gets warm again. So it's like, I don't know, crazy. I pay for a repair plan with my gas company, so I didn't have to pay for any of it. So it's kind of nice. But just so you guys know, stay on top of that shit because you never fucking know. You know, getting a new furnace is expensive as shit. Anyway, there's my life lesson for you. Um, dude, let's just jump into it, dude. We have a, there was, okay, so doing the newscast on Sunday, depending on what time of the day I'm fucking doing it, I miss some things, and Capcom, you know, being Capcom and being on, jet, you know, Japan time, obviously, which, like, I can't fault them for, they're in a whole another fucking time zone, but, like, literally right after I <laughs> uploaded it, they were like, Street Fighter 6, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was so pissed. But yeah, let's just talk about what we got going on for video game stuff. Um, a lot of people are excited about Elden Ring. A lot of people are excited about Lost Ark. And Sudi was trying to tell me the other day, dude, Sam, you might like Lost Ark. It's kind of cool. You know, you should try it. And it's free. You know, and a lot of people have been, you know, I have a couple of my friends who say, hey, you should try Genshin Impact. And I'm like, God, all I'm doing is playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. But yeah, I might try it. I've been looking to find new games to play, and I'm excited. So maybe I'll try Lost Ark. Seems to be the hot thing right now, or one of the hot things. Um, new season of Destiny 2 is coming. They previewed that. Bunch of stuff. Really cool. I'm not a big Destiny person, but I know some people love Destiny 2, uh, you know, as a successor to what they wish halo could have been but you know some people are diehard halo fans and that's okay too we had a pokemon direct or pokemon day today um so i'll be bringing you that some of that news have you not heard of it already and then i kind of want to talk about at the end of the non-anime nerdy news what i kind of want to see in street fighter 6 and then uh non-nerdy anime non-anime news and then we'll get into the anime news and we'll be good to go so let's do it first let's start out with just the the smaller things. Knockout City is going free-to-play. Velen Studio saying goodbye to EA to self-publish future content. Knockout City, the popular EA Originals dodgeball game developed by Velen Studios, is officially going free-to-play with the start of year two. This news comes by way of a new post by Velen on EA's Knockout City page. In it, 
The studio reveals that following the conclusion of the current Season 5, Season 6 will kick off Year 2, which will in turn kick off the game's transition into a free-to-play title. What's more is that Velen will be saying goodbye to his publishing partner EA to self-publish future content for the title. So yeah, there you go. (laughs) Bye EA, fuck you guys. Um, But yeah, you know, pretty cool for those of you who are playing Velen. Let's talk about, and we'll talk about... um, we're actually going to talk about the the uh, Dice Awards, too, right before the big stuff. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV free trials are back, by the way. So there was a they were being they were suspended for two months. Um, the FF fourteen free trials returned for the uninitiated. The free trial was suspended back in December following widespread congestion issues. Um, so yeah, there you go. The Steam Deck is finally here. For those of you who have it, let me know what you think of it. It's a portable. I'm a portable collector. I love portables, and I'm very excited about the Steam Deck. Um, I didn't have money to pre-order it, so uh, I didn't get to. Um, I I do want to I do want to get one at some point. Maybe I'll just save up for it. You know, just set aside money every paycheck to get it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm very excited to see what people think of it. Um, yeah, kind of. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a Game Gear, just like the big, wide. You know what I mean? Big and wide with the buttons, and like it looks like an advanced version of a game. It's like a Game Gear, kind of PSP-ish. Very cool. Um, speaking of 14, I should have said this after the last one. Square Enix plans to continue support for Final Fantasy 14 MMORPG for the next 10 years. Square Enix announced during its latest letter from the producer live broadcast on Sunday that it plans to continue support for its Final Fantasy XIV MMORPG for the next 10 years. The producer and director Naoki Yoshida stated during the live stream that long-term goals for the game include improved graphics. The game's first graphical update will include improvements for character and world visuals featuring higher resolution textures, improved material qualities, and better fighting and shadow effects. Yoshida stated Square Enix plans to implement the first enhancements with the launch of the next expansion pack. So that's pretty crazy for those of you who are playing uh, playing uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, let's get some movie news out of the way, just because I thought this was hilarious. The trailer for Studio 666 is now out, which is a movie by the Foo Fighters starring the Foo Fighters, in which they, the fictional band that they play... Um, which I think, oh, maybe it's not a fictional band. Maybe it is just like, I think it's just them, but like they go to a, like a, they're recording their new album and they're like, yeah, we, let's go to this cabin in the woods and record it. And some dark entity, evil satanic entity starts taking over Dave Grohl and he's killing all the band members and he wants to record something demonic or whatever. And they've actually released a single for it, which is pretty hilarious. If you're a fan of the Foo Fighters and you want to see, you know, we all know Dave Grohl is just a funny guy. And I think this is his chance to just kind of be on screen and be goofy and be funny. I mean, they've been a very successful band for the last however many years. I think they're fucking way past, you know, the point of them making some kind of film feature debut or something. You know, venture onto some other kind of medium, uh, you know, they deserve it, you know, and they should be allowed to. I mean, they fucking, you know... They're, they're creative people, you know? What the hell? Beyblade Adaptation is Jerry Bruckheimer's next major movie project. 
Paramount announces a film adaptation of the popular Beyblade franchise with producer Jerry Bruckheimer to attach to the project. They're developing a live-action adaptation of Beyblade, the spinning top toy originally developed by the Japanese company Takara, with producer Jerry Bruckheimer attached. According to Deadline, the film is being written by screenwriters Neil Widener and Gavin James. Plot details have not yet been announced. Bruckheimer, who has been behind major blockbusters including Pirates of the Caribbean and National Treasure, is currently working on a number of different projects with Paramount, including Top Gun Maverick, Secret Headquarters, and more. So, who was on the Beyblade craze? Okay, let me know who who was on the on the Beyblade craze. So they they came out in Japan in 1999, and then I think they came to the states in like 2000, 2001, and then we got like we got a dub for the cartoon show pretty quick. The first season of the anime pretty quick. I think it was like 2002, 2003 maybe. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure I was like 12 or 13, 14 years old when I was watching the show. And yeah, like the the it was it followed this guy, this kid named Tyson. Uh, at least that was his American name in in Japan. I don't know what it was, but then he like, you know, he wants to be the best Beyblade or whatever. And then he figures out that Beyblading is, like, competitive Beyblading is way more than just, like, going down to, by the river at the stadium, little stadium they have set up and playing with your friends. It's more like there's these big, like, monsters that are that live in the Beyblade and, like, fight each other and fucking crazy shit. Um, I don't think this movie adaptation is going to be that. I think it's just going to be, you know, some new characters and whatever. I don't think it's going to be any based on any of the anime characters. Which is fine because each Beyblade anime, it um, has a new character each each new series, right? So there's like two ver two seasons of the uh, the original one. There's like a drastic style change going from one to the metal series. Then there's like the newer ones that came out, and then the one with the little kid with the red hair, brown spiky hair. And then there's the red haired spiky bitch um, with the new ones. Um, but yeah, Beyblade is still people still do competitive Beyblade, and I think in Japan, I don't think in America there is a competitive Beyblade scene. If there is, I would very much like to know where it is, and you should get me in on that. I want to play that shit. That sounds fun. Um, but yeah, uh, let's talk about uh, this. So along with the Street Fighter Six news, which I'll talk about in a little bit, um, we got Capcom Fighting Collection bundle. Um, in addition to revealing Street Fighter VI, Capcom has also announced celebrating 35 years of fighting games with a new collection, aptly dubbed the Capcom Fighting Collection. It bundles 10 games from across the company's beloved and niche franchises, including Street Fighter, Darkstalkers, and more. The lists are as follows. Darkstalkers, The Night Warriors. Night Warriors, Darkstalkers, Revenge. Vampire Savior, The Lord of Vampire. Vampire Hunter 2, Darkstalkers, Revenge. Vampire Savior 2, The Lord of Vampire, Red Earth, Hyper Street Fighter 2 Anniversary Edition, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, and Cyberbots Full Metal Madness. So, the <laughs> a lot of people might be confused on like all the Darkstalkers titles. I don't know why they title them that way. I honestly don't. Um, but uh, so I think the first one is Darkstalkers: The Night Warriors. Actually, let's see. I can look it up for you right now. Uh, yeah, I think. Because the, the villain in the original was Pyron. Um, and not, you know, like Jetta or whatever. 
Um, oh yeah, so then it was followed by Night Warriors Darkstalkers Revenge, and this was like, uh, this was like an updated version. It's considered a sequel, but it was just an update, which added new, new stories and endings or whatever. Um, they added Shen Shenko and Donovan, the hunter, um, and then I think yeah. Then after that, it was Vampire Savior. And the Vampire Savior games were, like, the straight-up sequel. I'm not sure what the difference between Vampire Hunter 2 and Vampire Savior or Vampire Savior 2 is. I'm, I'm honestly not sure at all. But I'm pretty sure Vampire, Vampire Savior 2 was the latest edition. And that one included, like, Lilith as a playable character, Jetta as a playable character. And this was, like, the latest version um, oh, released alongside Vampire Hunter 2 and uses the same gameplay mechanics as Vampire Savior. Um, the game adds Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge characters Donovan, Hewitzel, and Pyron, um, while omitting John Talbain, Rikuo, and Sasquatch. Oh, okay, that's right. I'm, what is, I'm trying to remember the version, the version in which it includes all of them, I, or is that not a thing? I don't even remember. Because here in America, like on PS One and whatever, we it was just called Darkstalkers Two, Darkstalkers Three, and shit. So, Red Earth is an amazing fighting game. It fuses RPG elements. You pick one hero character and you fight through a, a bunch of fighters, and you like level up your weapon, your magic, and shit. It's really cool. Lionface Johnson is the main character. Uh, Hyper Street Fighter Two: The Anniversary Edition is the latest iteration of Street Fighter Two, in which you pick a Street Fighter. And you can play whichever version of them you want. So you can play the World Warriors version, the Turbo version, the two Turbo build of them, or the the Champion edition of them. Or some, yeah, you can pick like which version of that character you want to play. And they're in that game built like so. You know, there's combos you can do as the World Warrior Ryu that you can't as the Champion edition one. You know what I mean? So it's like that's that's what was cool about that version. Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo is a puzzle game it is you put these jewels together and then when you get a bomb the same color as that jewel you can blow up that whole section of jewels and then launch jewels in in a certain formation depending on the character you pick to the other side to make them uh overflow and get a game over you know knock them out gem fighter mini mix is taking the chibi versions of them from puzzle fighter and making a fighting game out of it in which you fight them and your moves get leveled up by collecting gems by knocking them out of the other player. So it's a fighting game with extra elements to it. Cyberbots is the is the big robot, big robo mecha fighting game with Jin uh, Sao, Sao Tome in it. Um, a lot of people will know him from Marvel's Capcom, the first Marvel's Capcom. Um, but yeah, very cool. It launches on everywhere, Steam, PS4, Xbox One, Switch for 40 bucks. Pretty worth it pretty worth it all great games super worth it um let's talk about ed boone getting inducted into the hall of fame um aias academy of interactive and arts and sciences hall of fame very amazing um he deserves it in my opinion um he he started working in in the arcade industry by voicing um recording voiceovers for pinball games you know because some pinball games have voices in them um, you'd be like, oh, high score, you know, things like that. He did that. Um, he he then stepped into game programming from there 
And um, that is when he went on to work on uh, the f- jumped in the fighting game crazy and work on Mortal Kombat and broke barriers with Mortal Kombat, dude. Pretty sick. And then we'll talk about the Dice Awards. Resident Evil Village, Guilty Gear Strive won Dice Awards. Uh, the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences announced the winners of the Dice Awards 2022. Lady Demetrisk from Resident Evil Village. Um, uh, one Outstanding Achievement in Character. It was also nominated for Art Direction and Animation. Arc System Works Guilty Gear Strive Fighting Game 1 Fighting Game of the Year. With Type Moon's Melty Blood Type Lumina 2D game being nominated as well. The Endwalker expansion for Final Fantasy XIV got Role Playing Game of the Year. With Shin Megami Tensei V and Tales of Arise games nominated. And the Pokemon Company International and Tencent's Team of Studio Group's Pokemon Unite won Mobile Game of the Year. Um, Mario Golf Super Rush uh, won Sports Game of the Year. And EA's Hazelight Studios It Takes Two won Game of the Year. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Pokemans, oh, also, uh, let's talk about this for a minute because I should have said this last weekend, and I'm very sorry to those who I, I am doing really bad at starting the newscast off with this new year already. Um, but yeah, there was this thing that happened yesterday or Saturday now called Digimon Con, where it was just a fan, a virtual fan convention. It was just like a live stream show. Um, it was a lot of nothing, to be honest with you. They did talk about like, um... They talked about um, some like where Digimon Survive was in development with no release date yet. They had a couple of they showcased the new um, app for the virtual version of the card game by having friendly matches between Japanese players and U.S. players. They showed the winners of the of getting past the first screening of the Illustrator competition, which I did not win, but that's okay because I'm still very much a novice at digitally coloring, and I just wanted to enter it just to try it. The ones that did get past the first screening were amazing, and judging panel compromising of Kenji Watanabe, the chief designer, original designer of Digimon, was there. I'm very excited to see who wins because top place gets $2,600, and their art's going to be on a card. So that's going to be super sweet. Um, but yeah, that was a very fun thing. They talked about... Um, they also, I think they also showed... There was a live performance... There was also, I think they showed some anime stuff for a new Digimon Adventure Zero Two film, which I believe is going to be like, I don't know if it's going to be a sequel to Last Evolution Kizuna showing, you know, showing off the Zero Two Adventure Tamers or what. We'll talk more about that a little later, I believe, because there's some designs uh, in the anime section. But yeah, Digimon is very fun. I'm very glad that it's making its comeback via the reboot show, Last Evolution, Kazuna, and the card game. And, of course, with Ghost Game as well. I'm very excited that it's kind of coming back into the foreplay uh, with everything. And I love Digimon. So, speaking of Mons, let's talk about Pokemon Day. Here's everything that they talked about. Um... Pokemon Legends Arceus Daybreak Update. This gives you some... Uh, it, that went live already, so if you're playing Arceus, that's already live. It adds a new trainer battles to the in-game training grounds, and um, you can investigate a new phenomenon that is causing a mass outbreak of what appears to be alpha Pokemon. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl Mystery Gift. You'll be able to claim your gift later today. So 
by now you should be able to. You receive Oak Slayer to add to the mythical Pokemon Shaman to your team. It takes approximately two hours of playtime before the mystery gift feature is unlocked. So you get the Oak Letter. And then you, after entering in the Hall of Fame and obtaining the National Dex, um, that is how you will get Mystery Gift. You get the Oak Letter. So, yeah, then you can get Shaman. Pokemon Go, the Alola update. That is happening March 1st. They have now added Duraludon to Pokemon Unite as a character. Another update to Pokemon Masters EX, celebrating its two-and-a-half-year anniversary um, with new trainers, a new feature in Victory Road, and more. And a new update to Pokemon Cafe Remix. Um, It's getting deliveries. This new feature arrives thanks to Pelipper, who will deliver your orders to others for you. Sometimes Pelipper will deliver orders to Pokemon new to the game, such as Victini. And then, uh, yeah. And then there's going to be another event called the Bulbasaur. There's also a new online Pokemon anime, um, which we can talk about in the anime news, but I just mention it now just because it's part of the Pokemon Day. A new online anime series that's set in the Hisui region um, will be somewhat of an origin story uh, with an original story being written for it tied to Pokemon Legends Arceus. So, in the biggest reveal today of Pokemon Day... Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, the latest versions to, uh, the latest version of the mainstream of Pokemon games, Generation Nine. <clears throat> um, they've already revealed the new three, the three new starters, um, Scarlet and Violet versions. While the region was not given a name, it was shown off with sweeping vistas, familiar pocket monster faces, beautiful use of color, um. While people don't really know what region it is supposed to represent, it people are saying that it's based that they think it's based on Spain. Um, for those of you who don't know, each Pokemon region is kind of representative of different parts of the world in real life. Where Kanto and Johto was like Pokemon, uh, was was like Pokemon was like Japan. Um, Hoenn, I believe, was like. Actually, I don't know what Hoenn was too much. I know Sinnoh was like, Sinnoh was kind of like a mountainy area. I don't know if it was supposed to be, I don't know. I don't even know what Hoenn and Sinnoh were supposed to be like. Um, but like Alola was like Hawaii. Galar was like London, uh, Europe, European, mostly London. Um, each region kind of is based on like a place in, in real life. So a lot of people were thinking Spain especially since the name of the new starters are Hispanic somewhat. So, like, we have the grass starter, Sprigatito. Sprigatito? Sprigatito? Um, Which is, like, gato is, like, Spanish for cat, and gatito is, like, Spanish for a kitten or a little cat or a little kitty. And sprig, like a sprig of something, like a sprig of rosemary, a sprig of grass, you know. So it's the grass. It's like a little grass kitty. Sprigatito. So you're telling me like the fucking name of the fucking Pokemon is a sprig of a little kitty, god damn it! And then Fuecoco, which is like Fuego is fire for is Spanish for fire. It's like a little crocodile fire crocodile Pokemon. He looks like a little. He actually looks like a little Bubble Bobble dragon. If you were to play bu- uh, Bubble Bobble or Bust a Move, and then Quaxly, which is like a little water duck, and it has like a water pompadour, a wave pompadour hair. Um, Quaxly, very cute. Um, 
I imagine that's going to be something like Quixote or Don Quixote or something like that, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, Scarlet and Violet, I'm not sure why they chose those two. Maybe they just wanted to go back to the colors after being, you know, not that for a while. Because, you know, there was, um, you know, Sun and Moon and uh, X and Y. <laughs> X and Y, Sun and Moon, Sword and Shield. Um, why they chose these two colors, I'm sure it's representative of the region. You know, kind of like 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 um, Sun and Moon was very like, oh, the rise of the sun and the moonlight on the islands, you know. And Sword and Shield is like a knight, um, like Zamazenta and, you know, whatever. Um, so it was like a knight, you know, from London or, you know, like a, a medieval knight from England, whatever. And then... Yeah, X and Y, I'm not totally sure why that was the way it was. Um, but, you know, um, I I imagine Scarlet and Violet is representative of, of whatever region that this is supposed to represent. Um, but I'm excited for it. I think the three starters are... I This is the first time in a, in, in a few generations where I've loved all three of them. I love the way all three of them look. They're all super cute. They look like starter... They rem- They give me vibes of, like gen one through three starter vibes you know what i mean like the way they're designed the designs are simple they're not like they're not overly done you know what i mean like quaxley is just a little duck it's a little white duck with blue with like a blue pompadour and blue feet and then foy coco is just a little crocodile he actually looks like a fat uh, like kind of a fat stubbier version of uh totodile which is the water alligator um starter in gen two he kind of looks like a stubbier, fatter version of that, except he's fire and he's a crocodile instead of an alligator. And then Sprigatito is just a fucking cat. And, you know, it's just like a, it has a little, it looks a, almost kind of, um, almost kind of like a snowshoe or Siamese kind of, because it has like the, the color mask where it's shaped like a leaf. Um, and then it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, like if, like if, uh, like if Chikorita were a cat, kind of, you know what I mean? Except without the, not so much the yellow color, a, a very like old school Pokemon Gen, old like like Gen one through three, one through four vibes. Um, I hated all the ones of Gen Gen eight. I think they all suck. I don't really like. I don't like them too much. Um, I they're I mean they're okay. They're fine. I guess. I didn't like Gen seven. Gen Gen six and seven. I only liked one Pokemon out of each of them. Um. Greninja, and then, uh, uh, fucking the fire cat. I always, I I already forgot his name. The fire wrestling cat from the Alolan region. Fucking fire Pacho. Uh, like, he was amazing. Uh, but, like, the the rest of them just, I don't know, they just have not been, not been good. Uh, but, you know, that being said, that's, I'm very excited for that. Um, you could definitely be like, you know, what fucking year is it, right? Because we're getting a new Pokemon game, the new Final Fantasy games are getting, coming out, and then Street Fighter VI, along with this announcement for Capcom's uh, collection game bundle, we have Street Fighter VI. And the trailer we got was a very short cinematic teaser of Ryu standing what looks to be like in the middle of a ring um, with a spotlight coming down on him. He looks older. Uh, you can tell that his muscles are fading a little bit and becoming wide, widened a little bit. 
you know, as, as like a man's body gets older, it widens a tad, you know, and his muscles are definitely reflecting that. So um, he's got rope, kind of rope sandals, kind of like Akuma wears in Street Fighter 4 and 5. Um, no, he's not wearing any shirt. He's not wearing a shirt and he's wearing a bandage binding around his uh, his stomach waist area. And just his pants and his, his headband and gloves, of course. And then you we see another character go up to him and go, you ready? And he's wearing yellow gloves with the words USA on the wrist with a design on his T-shirt, what looks to be Luke's tattoos and Luke's gloves, from the, which is the latest character from Street Fighter V. So I'm pretty sure that was Luke. Uh, if it's not, that'll be a huge fucking coincidence because he, he looked like Luke and he had a design on his T-shirt. Um but yeah, he had a very different design because like his arm tattoos are missing. His hairstyle is like uh, a little different, a little more realistic looking. Um, I know that when Luke came out for Street Fighter Five, they had said that he was going to be in Street Fighter's future for a long time coming. And that was part of the reason for adding him last at, as the last character for Street Fighter Five. Um. Um, but yeah, he comes up and he goes, you ready? And then they, him and Ryu throw a punch and then the very boring, stupid logo comes up. <laughs> the logo for Street Fighter Six is terrible. It looks really dumb. I hope it doesn't stay like that and hopefully that's just like a placeholder. But it looks like a fucking octagon, like, or not octagon, hexagon thing with S on the left side, F on the other, and then a little sprayed six. Like they put a six there and spray painted over it and yeah it looks bad it looks really dumb i hope again that's just a placeholder for like the theme of shapes and and you know design that's gonna come in with it with like you know the game because in my opinion every street fighter logo should look like how they all look i mean they all look like splattered you know like graffiti or splattered paint like a like a paint like a four inch paintbrush just writing Street Fighter on a brick wall. You know, that's how that's how it's always looked. That's how I think it should it ought to look all the time. Um you know, but uh I don't know, we'll see. Um what I want to see out of Street Fighter 6 and I hope that the way that Ryu looks, the way he looks in this teaser um and the only reason I'm giving my opinion is because I feel like because I'm a big fighting game fan. And I feel like a lot of my listeners are going to want to hear my opinion of it. And I, I also say this as, like, I'm a huge fighting game fan. Yes, very huge. I love Evo. Evo is coming back, and they've omitted Super... <laughs> I totally forgot to mention that. Evo is coming back, and they've omitted Super Smash Brothers because Nintendo decided not to continue their partnership with Evo. Uh, I'm not sure why. They didn't say why. They're just not. Um, but, yeah, apparently there's, we're getting another Evo announcement soon. Um, so that's coming. And I will be sure to report on it when it happens. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of all that stuff. I'm the CEO, uh, Evo, Combo Breaker, um, which is run by a homie I know, Richard, which, like, I've only met once, hung out with, like, a few times at, a lo- you know, local fighting game meetups and stuff. Um, so I don't really, I'm not really friends with him, but, like, I don't, I know of him, and he's a really cool guy. He's friends with a lot of my friends, and uh, he has made Combo Breaker what it is, and it's awesome. Uh, I love all that stuff. I love fighting games in general. I would say that I'm decent at them. I'm not very – I'm not – I could never play on a competitive level. I've tried, um, 
and I've gotten better at a few fighting games, like really good at them, um, and just just can't make it. That being said, Street Fighter holds a very special place in my heart. We're finally getting the sixth game, and it's been thirty some years um, since the original, and thirty uh, some, twenty some, mid thirty some. Um, you know, but like, it's been a long time, you know, Street Fighter has been, has existed most of my life. 1987 was released in 1987. So I was born in 90. Okay. So you have to understand it's older than me. Okay. So, I mean, the first game I ever played was Street Fighter 2, the World Warrior on Super Nintendo. And a lot of a lot of the story I didn't really learn about until watching like the anime movies. Um, and which was, you know, way later I was older. I was, you know, I was like 16, 17, 18 when I learned about him and got really into street fighter four competitively and stuff. Um, which kind of like, I kind of knew about him with alpha, but which is why alpha existed. Cause you know, it, it was telling a, a story. <clears throat> but like the thing about Street Fighter 5, the thing about Street Fighter 4 and 5 was that they both take place before 3. And that was really disappointing. Um 4, I didn't really understand why at first. And then after playing the game and you know getting seeing all the story happen and come together, the various character stories, I kind of got it. I was kind of like, "Okay, I get it. You know, they want to include these characters." You know, when Street Fighter 3 came out, that was supposed to be, like, their redo of everything. Alex was supposed to be the main character, and Ryu and Ken were just in it, right? That was supposed to be kind of its re- rebirth of um, of new stories and updated characters, updated gameplay and everything. But Ryu, like, R- Ryu can't... And then the updates of Street Fighter 3, they started adding all the older characters in them. You know, uh, Chun-Li... Akuma and all that and uh, it just is like well we just want to see these characters because these characters are so iconic you know Chun-Li Ryu Ken and all them the original 8 world warriors 12 if you want to include uh, you know the the shadow uh, people but like it's just like You know, I think I kind of understood why Street Fighter Four did it that way because they were like, "We want to make another, we want to make an updated Street Fighter game, two D, three D, but we want it to center around Ryu and Ken and all of this stuff. We want to, sh- we want to throw Goken in here, and you know, retcon it so Goken's actually alive, and this and that and whatever, right? And so I kind of understood. I was kind of like, "No, I get it." Maybe Street Fighter Five will be the will be the uh, the the actual sequel, right? And then we got Street Fighter Five, and it turns out that it takes place after four and before three again. And there were some characters appearing from three in it as like younger versions of themselves, um, like Ibuki and uh, Urian and Gil, you know. And even saw some characters from 4 in it. Um, you know, Seth and what have you. 
and the new characters they added to it were just bad. Like, they were just, like, Rashid is cool. Fong, I did not like Fong at all. I thought Fong was stupid. G, the guy who wants to be president of the world, or whatever, G-Man, G. What a dumb character, man. That was such a stupid character. So stupid. That character is dumb. That character sucks. And you should feel bad. Like, I hope Capcom literally feels bad for putting that character in there. And I I just, I don't know. I It's, it's very strange. I'm not a fan. Um, Ed was a kind of a cool character because they kind of like, oh, here's a new character who might take the place of, like, Balrog or whatever. Because Street Fighter V is like the fall of Shadow Law. It's where Shadow Law or Shadow Lu uh, crumbles. And M. Bison is like no more and shit. I thought Nikali was kind of a dumb character. Lara is a great character. Um, I like Luke. Luke is actually pretty cool. Uh, I like that they added another Final Fight character. Two more Final Fight characters. Abigail and Lucia. Um, along with Cody and Poison. Uh, Zeku was a cool character. Minot was pretty cool. Colin was cool, um, although she's not a technically a new character. She was just newly playable, whereas we've seen her in footage from Street Fighter 3. Like, she's a background character in Gil's stage. Um, other than that, I thought the rest of them were dumb. Like, like G, Falk was dumb too. Falk, 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 Falk you, motherfucker. Falk, G, uh, Kage was dumb, which is like the the entity of Evil Ryu that like took a physical form. It was just Evil Ryu without it actually being Ryu, and it was dumb. Fong was dumb. Nakali was dumb. Dumb, just all the all around dumb. And I don't know. It just I feel like they really failed, and you could tell they failed. Ono stepped down from his position, and I don't know. I, I just hope that in Street Fighter Six we get an we get a legit sequel with newer characters that are like actually cool, you know, like actual cool characters. Maybe we'll see some of them from three, some of the characters from three that we loved a lot, like Twelve and uh, uh, Q. You know, maybe Remy. Well, hopefully we'll see Sean. Uh, you know, because Laura is Sean's sister, so like you know, hopefully we get to see Sean Matsuda. I don't know, just me. That being said, let's move on to the anime news because I ranted way too long about Pokemon and Street Fighter there. Um, and I will be sure to check myself before I ever do that again. So I apologize. But let's move on to the anime news. Let's freaking do it. Um, oh, by the way, links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Where to listen, where to party, where to hearty. Join the Discord because that's where we hang out and have fun. It's good, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff, dog. Um, a new Spice and Wolf anime is in production. The light novel series is getting a new anime, key visual, and a video ending with the anime's announcement have been released. It'll be completely new. Um, it has 23 volumes as of September 21. And, of course, the anime didn't you know, go past a certain volume. So, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are excited about that. Uh, the Demon Girl Next Door anime season 2 unveils more cast, staff, song info, April 7th debut, some spring hype for you if you're a fan of The Demon Girl Next Door. Here's a season two for you. I think both those characters are super cute, by the way. Very nicely designed characters. Um, let's see. Fanfare of Adolescence. 
This is some spring hype, some spring anime for you. Um, the story takes place at a horse racing academy that trains boys to become jockeys. And the three-year academy is very competitive. So, yeah, jockey boys. Jockey boy, jockey boy. Season two of Science Fell in Love, so I tried to prove it. This is coming out in spring as well. Season two of the anime of the two scientists who love each other. And they're trying to prove, like, how love exists, like, scientifically. Um, like a rom-com. Uh, Plunder manga ends in the 21st volume. Releasing the English manga that inspired the TV anime in 2020. So for those of you who are reading Plunder, that is ending. Very soon. Digimon Adventure Anime gets English dub starring Xeno Robinson and Ben Diskin. So... The new reboot of Digimon Adventure, Digimon Adventure colon, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I didn't have a dub, and I, I was I was kind of like surprised to see that because when I came across this article, I was like, wait a second, I didn't have a dub. Yeah, sixty seven episodes started in April twenty twenty, and ended, I believe, mid twenty twenty one, somewhere around there. I'm like on episode forty eight, forty nine, or something like that. I'm almost done with it, um, but yeah. Anyway. I think it's a very good reboot, very good remake, way better than the original in my opinion, although the original had some hilarious moments. But yeah, it's finally getting a dub, so Crunchyroll is streaming the anime if you want to watch it. It's also on Hulu, but if you were waiting for a dub version, you know, there you go. Hopefully Crunchyroll will stream it too. So this is what I was talking about earlier, Digimon Adventure Zero Two film. The Digimon Con livestream event released on Sunday, a visual for the character Daisuke Motomiya which we've known as Davis Motomiya in America or in North America for the upcoming new film for Digimon Adventure Zero Two anime. The new film will tell a story about Davis or Daisuke and the other characters from the O2 anime. Um, director Tomohisa Taguchi and writer Akatsuki Yamato Yamatoya are reuniting from Digimon Adventure Last Evolution Kazuna to work on the film. The film's teaser visual picture at right reads, the new Digimon movie is about Zero Two. Now the door to the adventure opens. Uh, I'm the first person to ever partner with a Digimon. So, yeah, apparently it tells the story of uh, Davis, and he's older now. I know in, like, the epilogue of the, the original Zero Two anime, it, it showed that him and Vimon opened a noodle cart, and one of his designs is him wearing, like, a headband and an apron and a T-shirt. So I think... That's what that design is from. And then, of course, in another uh, sketch of him, he's wearing his uh, glasses and a sports jacket with a hoodie underneath and joggers. So very cute, very cool. I'm very excited for that. I do believe that... So Last Evolution Kezuna is actually an ending movie for the original adventure and for the the Tri-series, whereas the Digimon Adventure reboot that I just mentioned earlier... Um, is a different a different canon. It's its own canon. So Last Evolution Kazuna is for that. And I believe this Zero Two film follows the the original Zero Two and all, the original Adventure and Adventure Zero Two canon along with the Tri Canon sequel and Last Evolution Kazuna. So yeah, we will see. I'm very excited for that though. I also have to finish the Tri movies because I haven't finished them yet. Um but yeah. Uh, this is probably my favorite piece of anime news that we got. There's finally going to be, I don't know if it's a sequel, but it's its 
uh, we're getting a new series for Zatch Bell. If you've never heard of Zatch Bell, and I have to do some research here as I'm talking about this, but Zatch Bell is about this guy in junior high um, who comes across this thing. Uh, I don't remember if it was a book or something. He gets a birthday present from his dad or something. And this, it's it's this little thing called a, a Mimoto. And it's called, his name is Gash. I think in America it was called something else. I think they called him Zatch. I don't remember. But um, Gash brings with him a mysterious red volume of spells. And Kiyomaro discovers that Gash has magic powers that are unleashed by reading a, reading them from the book. But there are more surprises to come and Kiyomaro's destiny is about to change forever. And so he ends up like fighting with a bunch of other like people who like also have Mimotos and like b- books of spells. So like you read from this book a spell and the little puppet thing or whatever, you know, does the spell or whatever. The manga inspired a 150 episode television anime that ran from 2003 to 2006, as well as Zatch Bell, the 101st Devil and Zatch Bell Attack of the Mecha Vulcan anime films in 2004 and 2005. Toonami aired 77 episodes of the anime from 05 to 07. Viz Media released the first 100 episodes of the series through DVD compilations, and those same episodes are available on Crunchyroll. Uh, the mangaka Raiku stopped working with Shogakukan after settling a lawsuit with the publisher regarding five color art pieces by Raiku that the publisher had lost. Um, so yeah, that's probably what happened, I guess. Um, I, I, yeah, I can't, I don't even know. Did it, so did it even finish or Shogakukan published 33 compiled book volumes for the series. Viz Media released the first 25 volumes of the manga in North America before discontinuing the title. Yeah, so maybe it never ended. I don't know. But, so, I mean, I've never seen anything past, like, episode, like, 20-something, I don't think. Um, I never finished it. Um, But I did watch it on Toonami. Like, uh, there was a weird point in time where where they would have Toonami, like, Friday nights. Like, they switched it to Friday nights before Adult Swim. And... It was like this four-hour section with like Naruto, Dragon Ball, and they showed Zatch Bell for a little bit, and it was cool. And I think Zatch Bell even showed on Kids WB for a little bit. But yeah, it's very cool. I very much want to watch all these hundred episodes, hundred fifty episodes, to get an idea of how the story goes from there. Um, because obviously, I'm not describing it with justice at all. But yeah, we're finally getting a new Zatch Bell series, so that's really cool. Uh, VTuber Kizuna Ai gets anime project and AI spinoff. The online Kizuna Ai The Last Live Hello World 2022 concert announced on Saturday that popular virtual YouTuber VTuber Kizuna Ai is launching an anime project. Uh, yeah, 2022 sometime I'll be able to report on that when I know more. Seven Seas licenses Spriggan, Cats and Sugar Bowls, Lazy Dungeon Master, Blanc, and Kijin Gentosho. Yeah, I've never read the original Spriggan manga at all the art by uh ryoji uh minagawa is very sick um so but yeah these other ones i have not heard of um but yeah seven seas is very cool they're doing a really good job of uh bringing a bunch of the you know older stuff to america where north america which i'm very excited for reincarnated as a sword gets anime 
This is an isekai anime where a dude literally gets reincarnated as a sword. Um, reincarnated as a sentient weapon with memories of his past life, but not his name. A magical sword saves a young beast girl from a life of slavery. Fran, the cat-eared girl, becomes his wielder and wants only to grow stronger while the sword wants to know why he is there. Together, the strange duo's journey has only just begun. The, the manga adaptation of the hit light novel series features charming artwork by manga artist Tomowo Maruyama and is sure to be enjoyed by existing fans of the franchise, as well as all new readers who are ready for a sharp fantasy tale. Yeah, the little cute girl, the little cute cat girl is really, she's really cute. Uh, she's, you know, got like this little like just white outfit dress, um, kind of goes like, you know, uh, to the middle of her thighs kind of. And she has like a breastplate like armor uh, around her waist and her her chest. And it's really cool. And then the sword uh, he has a face at the hilt. Or is that the hilt? I don't know what you call it, but like right or, or the 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 part where the right above the handle, you know, like the little two like yeah, the guard, you know, whatever. I don't know. But the face is right there. Uh looks really cute. Um Areca 7's Dai Sato writes Science Haru's Yuri Deco TV anime this summer. Excuse me. Um, this is going to be summer hype for you. Oh, I think we talked about this already. They didn't really talk about too much what it's about. I know it's going to be... It might be a Budflix thing. But yeah, I'll let you know. Front Wings Grisaya Phantom Trigger game gets new TV anime. So if you're into that, uh, if you're into that shit, uh, Grisaya Phantom Trigger, they're getting an... Uh, TV anime. There was an OVA anime, I believe. Um, but yeah, by Biburi Animation Studio. Anime director Tensho founded the new animation studio, Biburi Animation Studio, to produce its first anime of work. And uh, Akiyaka Watanabe is going to be the character designer, or is the character designer, and will serve as the character designer for the anime as well. Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex 2045, anime season 2. Uh, teaser and Veil Staff. This is obviously going to be on Buttflix. I have not watched of any standalone complex 2045. If you have and you you think it's good, let me know. I don't know. Just like anything they do with Ghost in the Shell nowadays just does not seem as good as the 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 two movies and the first, the original standalone complex and second gig. I think like that was enough. You know what I mean? Anything that they've done after that is just not as good in my opinion. I don't know. G Kid screens Pompo the Cinephile anime film in U.S. theaters in April, from April 27th to 28th, and in select theater in April 29th. I will be sure to report on that so you guys can go to the theater and watch that. I'm very excited for this film. I've wanted to watch it since we first talked about it on the newscast last year. Uh, Takayuki Hirao directed the film at Studio Clap. Shingo Adachi designed the characters, and Ryochiro Matsuo served as a producer. Vocaloid producer Ayori Kanzaki composed the three vocal songs for the film. And, uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, Near Automata Action RPG gets a TV anime, uh, TV animation project. We got a little teaser on YouTube um, that didn't really show much. It did show, like, a little, a little version of, is that, I forgot the main character's, 2B, I think the character's name is, with the blindfold and the dress. She's very hot. Hot android, very hot. Hot, hot, hot. It did show, like, the little key the little key visual is, like, a very, like, rough marker sketch of her, and it looks very cool. I still haven't played Nier Automata, but I heard it's badass. Um, I do love the characters, though. The character designs in it are super sweet. And uh, for Square Enix to get to do any, let any of their stuff get anime adapted nowadays is kind of rare, so I'm excited for that. 
Hayao Miyazaki's Shuna's Journey manga gets English release in the U.S. Acclaimed anime filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki's Shuna's Journey, Notabi, Shuna Notabi, manga is getting an English translation and the release in the United States for its first time in nearly 40 years of the graphic novel's original Japanese release. First Second Books is published in the graphic novel with translations by Alex Dudok DeWitt. This story follows Prince Shuna, who leaves his village in search of golden seeds to save his people from starvation. He encounters two enslaved girls and godmen in his journey. Miyazaki launched the manga in Tokuma Shoten's Anamage magazine in June 1983. So that's pretty cool. Uma Musume Pretty Derby gets special anime to commemorate game's first anniversary. Um, I don't know if this anime is like going to be a series or as much of an, a series as an OVA. But yeah, a lot of people love Uma Musume. It actually has like some pretty good story from what I hear. Um, I should give it another chance because the girls in it are super fucking cute. Tokyo Mew Mew, new anime, first full video unveils more cast July debut. So there's some summer hype for you. A lot of people are excited for the new Tokyo Mew Mew. Um, who isn't, honestly? I don't know much about Tokyo Mew Mew. I have seen some of the the first one um, in from like 2000, was it like 2004 or something like that? It's like 50 some episodes. I haven't seen all of them. But uh, yeah, Tokyo, um, there was a new manga that called Tokyo Mew Mew 2020 Return. Um, this anime will mark the 20th anniversary uh, as, long as, as well as the 65th anniversary of Nakoyoshi Magazine, where the original manga debuted. So yeah, pretty cool. Trapped in a dating sim, the world of Otome games and is, games is tough for mobs. Anime, uh, I think it was an isekai. Uh, officer worker Leon is reincarnated into a particularly punishing dating sim video game, where women reign supreme and only beautiful men have a seat at the table. But Leon has a secret weapon. He remembers everything from his past life, which includes a complete playthrough of the very game which he is now trapped. You know that kind of reminds me of that one. All roads lead to doom or whatever. The one with the girl like, yeah, is playing like the she's playing it as like a dating sim game and she gets isekai into it, but she gets isekai into the character who like the, who's like the bad character and who dies at the end of it or something. Uh, villainous all roads lead to doom or whatever. That kind of reminds me of what this is, which is, could be funny. Um, it looks like a, a Fujo isekai, which some people might be into. Uh, the boys in it do look very hot. So I will, Watch that later for research purposes. <laughs> uh, Kaiketsu Zorori Anime Third Series reveals new cast theme songs April 6th premiere. Aoyuki joins the cast as the Adventure Girl. This is the kid show Zorori fucking Foxface Superhero Johnson. This is the third in the series. Uh, I think, or fourth in the series. Oh, third series. Okay. But there's been like films, like there's been like four or five films since 2012. So there you go. Troika DMM Pictures reveal Shinobi no Toki original anime series set to premiere this year. Um, I don't know which season. It does not say which season. It also does not say what it's about. This is a very, uh, very, very... It only shows a key visual in which it shows what looks to be a femme-looking character in the middle of an alleyway of what looks to be like nighttime Tokyo. Um, you know, amidst some bars and clubs and stuff. The anime series is titled Shinobi no Otoki, which is a shinobi's moment. So yeah, that looks really cool. Anyway, that's all I got for you tonight, for today, tonight, tomorrow, morning, t- this afternoon, tomorrow, today. Merry Christmas. That's all I got for you. I love you guys very much. Thanks for listening to the newscast. 
every week. And again, I apologize for my Street Fighter rant earlier. Um, I'll be sure to put in the description. I'll be sure to warn people about that when I upload it. That being said, I love you guys very much. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, if I missed anything, let me know so I can report on it for you. If I, if you ever want to hear me talk about something that I didn't mention that I should have mentioned that you want to hear my opinion on, whatever, let me know and we will make it happen. Okay. Um, that being said, I've been Simon. This has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>